Welcome, honey. Welcome. How about another episode? Of trying to the rest? Sure. With your favorite hosts. Myself. And, and yourself. <laughs> Larry and Danilia. How easy was that? Yes, it was very easy. It's almost mm-hmm. like we're just talking to each other. Yes. And uh, I want to, you know, touch on a couple of things. You do? Before we start. Okay. Do you remember? One of the things, what we talked about last week was... Aliens. Aliens and shooting down UFOs and things like that. At some point we did, for sure, yes. I don't know about last week, but we did talk about it. It was last week. Well, it was last week by, like... Okay, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And <laughs> I don't know. Last I don't week know if we, we did. Everyone heard us talking about it. We definitely, yes. And although it was Tartaria. But I think aliens, we did talk about it at some was point. Was it aliens? And last week... The week before we talked about UFOs? Yeah, something like that. But I don't So last week what. we talked about our Tartaria, huh? Uh, we grew up in aliens. <laughs> oh my we god. We talk a lot about it. See, that's the problem. We talk about a lot of things that are super interesting. And then we talk about things that are super interesting that we haven't talked about yet. And then we talk about things super interesting. And then what we talked about gets put out on our podcast that we're doing right now. Yeah. But it's not. Like last week that we talked about it. Sometimes it's two weeks ago. Yeah. Because somehow or other we got into this mode of being like super ahead efficient, of the, ahead of the game. Is yeah, of super catching efficient. Catching our tail all the time. We're one week ahead. Homework and yeah. Yeah. So that is good, but it also is. It kind of makes my brain feel like it's got to get stretched a little more. Okay. So I have to remember multiple weeks concurrently, mm. and it's, it's taken me um, out of my comfort zone. Because I'm like, so about now, you know? It's all about now. So so, so I'm so about now. Uh-huh. And I like to worry about things that haven't happened. <laughs> you do indeed. <laughs> which I have been, you know, working on. Yes, you have. Because it's not really a comfortable place to be, right? No, it isn't. Worrying about what's coming mm-hmm. or what can go wrong, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, like Oh my gosh, the boat, this. Oh my gosh, the whatever, road, oh, this, that. Mm-hmm. Well, worrying about that, that hasn't happened. And incidentally, worrying about that, that hasn't happened means my frequency at now is in the future. The place where that thing that I don't want to happen is happening. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's what it you're... sort of yanks you out of. Yeah. A good good state of mind. It does. It's it's a, intertwined with, you know, that be prepared, you know, mm-hmm. think about things and make sure that you're covered, you got things covered, but you spend too much time there, it's like um distract. Mm-hmm. It's it's not helpful. Right. What does that have to do with Tartaria and UFOs and shooting them down? Yeah. Well that's what we talked about last, last, last week. Uh-huh. It's about what you would be worrying about. You're worrying about UFOs? Okay, I'm not, but okay. You could be. Okay. You could have that worry. Worry mm-hmm. about, oh, we're shooting UFOs, but we ain't shooting UFOs. Mm-hmm. Because let's think about it. If you're shooting down UFOs, that means whoever's UFOs there are, you're like getting angry at, and they could get angry back at you. Oh, so it's a prelude to war. Yeah. With an invisible, unfathomable Force enemy. That you have no... Knowledge about. Knowledge about. Yeah, yeah. so it's invisible. Who knows? Yeah. So you, your brain can go different places. Mm-hmm. And it can create worry and stress. And the stress that that creates 
lowers the frequency, right? Lowers yes. your how you feel about the yeah. world. So yeah. your right now is, uh, you know, influenced by what you're worrying about. And it's a worrying <laughs> about thing that you can't change. Indeed. Right. So that's kind of why, how it's related. To? Shooting down UFOs. Oh. Tartaria is the same kind of a thing because, in a sense, when you look at that, you'll say, I'm being lied to about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell what I'm being lied to about. Mm Mm-hmm. So what am I being lied to about now? Mm-hmm. But and by who? Mm-hmm. So we're like externalize this. Become victim aggressor stuff, and right, you get engaged in the victim aggressor stuff. So mm-hmm. searching and for and finding data and information, it can very easily get slid into the victim aggressor stuff or yes. the worry stuff or the stress and strain yeah. stuff. So whoever's listening, you know. Know that we just released a stress relief relief exercise dot com. <laughs> stress release stress exercise dot com. Stress relief exercise dot com. So, if these topics bring you some stress, I mean, or oh, any topics, any topic life in brings general. you some stress, or life. job brings you some stress, yeah. or life brings you stress, or yeah, whatever, you have stress. Or, yeah, you have some stress. No, that's not your natural state. No, stress is not a natural state. You had a really beautiful little paragraph that you wrote about what our natural state is like. I Mm -hmm. remember I shared it on our Telegram group. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it shared multiple times on our Telegram group. Yeah. I wish I remembered how to... I wish I remembered all the words. (laughs) I could probably find it. Maybe we'll find it and put it in the notes somewhere. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's your natural state. And so if you're not at that natural state... Jump into this stress relief exercise and give it a go. It doesn't it doesn't cost anything, does it? No, it's all there. The whole exercise is right there. You can just go and do it. <laughs> Alrighty. So yeah. there's a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, honey, there's snow on the water. How do you, on the lake? Yeah, look. See the white stuff? Oh, yeah. How wow. come snow's on the water? I don't know. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this week you want to talk about Pachamama? Yes. Do you know what Pachamama is? I only knew about Pachamama from watching a video or a YouTube that you shared as homework, I think, uh, three or four years ago on Walk With Me Now. And it was about the, was it about the mamas? No. Who was, where did I see the Pachamamas? Pachamama, um, well, that documentary is called Humano, which is the the Spanish word of human. And it was about a shaman from Peru. And Mo, well, the actual hero of the story was a regular guy from a city in Argentina who met this shaman and went over to see him in Peru to be initiated into the shamanic um, teachings. Right. And that's why they talked about Pachamama. Okay. But, but a lot of people are familiar with the word and they often will translate it to mean Gaia. Right. That's what I kind of went right to. Mm-hmm. Which actually isn't, because Gaia is a goddess. And yeah, she represents the earth, maybe, but the spirit of earth or the divinity of earth, which is not what Pachamama actually means. All right, well, let's start reading. All right, let's start reading. But before we do... Okay, before we do... Before we do, I'd like to remind people that we have Subscribe Star where you can get these homeworks that we're talking about. 
True story. Subscribes or has yeah. them. And also... Uh, the second hour for this podcast is going to be there with all the expanded questions and things. Right. The topic that we talk about. Right. And now... Ashley is, Ashley's well, she's taking care of our subscribe star community and she's going to be organizing study groups and homework groups and all after sorts parties, of after classes, yes, it's going to be a lot things, of fun. Zooms, whatever. They now have their own telegram group as they well. Have their own telegram group. Yeah. yeah. So it's super exciting stuff. Yes. Alrighty. Cool. <laughs> so how does uh, stress and natural living and the wobbly-wiggly of what we're being taught or shown in the media add to stress. And what is it related? How is it related to Pachamama? Well, the whole concept of what reality is when taught, when we're taught that it's something that we know instinctively and at a lineage and high, um, higher self-level know it is false, it does bring in a lot of an invisible stresses into our lives. Compound, huh? Yeah, they compound. So this information is made available for you to start dissolving those inner unconscious conflicts and start tapping into that actual construct of reality. And I've released quite a few of these through the years. And this is the latest of a, a whole bunch of things that allow us to look at Maybe play pretend and start testing out the waters of an alternative uh, interpretation of reality. Okay. So I'm going to read like the first few paragraphs, I guess. Okay. I'm thinking that if you're subscribed to my newsletter and receive my weekly articles and monthly essays. Ooh, the essays. Ooh, there's an essay you just wrote. Yeah. So on the first Sunday of the month. <laughs> we didn't get far. <laughs> no. On Substack. You're going to get an essay on the first Sunday of the month. And we call it Woo for Thought. This series of essays is called Woo for Thought. And basically, it's a platform where a larger exploration of many, many topics can be, um, you know aired and interacted with right. so if you're interested if you're a lecturian, lecturian and you like to read <laughs> then that would be a really great place to go and again just like many other things uh, Substack is absolutely free but you do get the little subscribe button if you do you get the same content but the subscribe is just to support the whole creative process. Right. You could subscribe for zero or subscribe for... Whatever you want. Throw some money in the yeah. in the pot. Yeah. Either way, it's the same stuff. Yeah. But it's very exciting, right? But so, uh, yeah, Substack is where you go for reads. Mm -hmm. Good reads. For good reads. Okay. Mm -hmm. Monthly essays. Okay. That you know you don't have... For, so if you're familiar with all these things, you know that you don't have to be a trained shaman or a tree-hugging hippie in order to know that connecting with Pachamama, better known to most of us as Gaia or Mother Earth, is essential to our health and well-being. Did you know, boy. however, that Pachamama is not just considered to be what we know of as Mother Earth by the indigenous tribes of the Andes who use the name? 
The frequency, energy, and allocation of who and what Pachamama is by these tribes is something worth exploring and connecting with. Why? Because it is closer to the true nature of reality than that of Mother Earth. The main difference is that Pachamama is said to be the mother of reality, the sun, and all the planets. In addition, there's another name used by these tribes for describing what we know to be as Earth or Gaia. When I found that out, like a lot of things made sense because um, the indigenous people that I come from, they don't speak Quechua, which is the Indian um, languages, or one of their languages that uses the word Pachamama. And they use different words for earth and for the land and you know, for the people and all these other things. But when I used to listen to people from the Andean cultures talk about Pachamama, I knew there was like, it didn't quite fit into yeah. the translation <laughs> Yeah, that the Westerners who were translating were given it. Right. Right. So instead of Mother Earth, it's like the Mother of Earth. Earths. Yeah. Mothers. Mother of Earths. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's think about that for a minute. Let's play pretend and seek truth from that statement. When we look at the commonly heard translation of the name Pachamama, we're told it means Mother Nature or Mother Earth. But in fact, a closer translation is World Mother. World Mother. Unlike the Earth deity such as Gaia, Pachamama is the physical expression of reality as opposed to the concept of a spirit of Earth or a spirit of Mother. It also includes our natural and nurturing connection with that physical expression. Have I lost you yet? Okay, good. <laughs> Let's go back to the World Mother concept. This way to translate the name expresses the aspect of creator of the universe and all of reality. We usually allocate to a god or divine eternal intelligence. This is the translation that is, in my opinion, the most accurate one. I wanted us to look at the meaning of this name, Pachamama, in the concept of reality creation allocated directly to connection to Earth. The reason is that we generally relate to Earth as an entity which is disconnected from us, the sun, the planets, and the universe. We perceive Earth as a long ball of existence floating around the sun, a ball we live on, we're destroying, and are disconnected from. When we look at reality creation as being one and the same as Earth, our planet, the new concept and possibilities of reality can be perceived. Can you perceive any differences of reality there? I kind of went over my head. And did you <laughs> yeah, say that sentence again? I kind of could see it because your eyes were going... Okay, say that sentence again. I was just sort of like connecting with the plant and the berries and all the things growing around us. And I was thinking about, you don't have to do anything for that to happen. As a matter of fact, you could try and stop it and it wouldn't stop. What? All the growth and the plants and the earth and the life. You could try to stop it and it wouldn't stop? Is that what you said? Yeah, because I actually tried to stop those blackberries a little bit. They're, <laughs> they're laughing at me. Okay. All right. Thinking about the proliferation of life, it's like it does it itself. Yeah. Anyway. When we look at reality creation, yes. as being one of the same as Earth, our planet, 
the new concept and possibilities of reality can be perceived. No? No, it's just too big of a jump. Okay. Because creating the whole planet, you know, creating the whole... No, that's not what I meant. Say it again then. Okay. When we look at reality creation... Hey, there's there's a hummingbird. As being one and the same as Earth. Say again, the reality of creation... No, no, I didn't say that. Okay, that's what I heard. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say reality of creation. Say it again then. Reality creation is a verb. When we look at reality creation... A verb. As being one and the same as Earth. Earth, Earth is... Of creation. Reality creation. Yes. Hmm. Earth is the verb. That that you see, if if you look at that and you look at that and you look at that, like we're doing right now. Now there's three of those hummingbirds up there. <laughs> there's no hummingbirds. Yeah, there's three or four of them. There no, now. yes, there, there is. They're right no. in the little tree, just landing down. Uh huh. Oh my god, you're right. The tiny chichin you into little birds. So Earth is. Reality creation. In other words, this is a place for us to create realities. No, no. You, you mistook it again. Holy. Okay. So you think in Earth as a noun, a place, right? The name of a right. place. Earth is a think, reality creation. Yes. So Earth is a verb. Like reality creation as a verb. Yeah. It's just a step too far, honey. <laughs> no. Shall I continue or shall we change topics? <laughs> Earth as a verb. Yes. Oh, well, it's starting to come in. Okay. It's starting to come in. Earth is a creational, not force, but phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Okay. A sentient one, then. A sentient one of that. Yeah, that's like, uh, that expands you in another direction than the one that I was just doing with a couple of weeks. <laughs> this way. <laughs> so it's like this way and that way. Yes. And that way. And that way. It's kind of unfolding in dimensions. Yes. All righty. Well, obviously that stops your words from working for a little while, but go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Whenever I see a different concept of reality, yeah. I like to look at those who hold it and how success successful they were in life. When I look at the indigenous people of the Andes, I can clearly see a huge change in direction of how they understand the universe via Catholicism and European influences. But they didn't all make that move. The ones that didn't still carry the wisdom and knowledge of the true nature of reality within their culture. When I look at those cultures, I can see that they stay quiet, isolated, and mostly are biding their time for when their knowledge of the universe is ready to be shared and used by the rest of us. Why is this relevant to us? The light, dark paradigm, the poo, power over others, <laughs> yes. dynamic of the lives we lead today, needs for us to be separated from each other and from the real nature of reality. Why? Because otherwise we could not play like dark games. In other words, we have to be separated in order to play these games. Yes. 
Earth is not a ball that floats around in empty space around a ball of fire. Yes, it is. I saw the pictures. They're digitally generated pictures and not real. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Earth, like us, is an intricate expression and continuous creation of reality that is not separate from us, the sun, the planets, and most even certainly is not floating in empty space. Pachamama, just play with the word, Pachamama, its meaning and its relationship to our expansion of awareness. Remove the illusion of separation from yourself and your environment. And imagine there is a universe where there is no empty space and where nothing, zero, doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to exploring this topic with you. <laughs> Yay! A place where nothing doesn't exist? Correct. <laughs> Which seems to be the definition of nothing. No. <laughs> where there's nothing, it doesn't exist. Actually, no. I know, but it still whacks your head up. Yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So... So it's Basically, like paradox on paradox, and it's a completely different reality construct. Yes, it's a very different reality construct. Um, we would judge it from within the one we mostly exist in as and it, inferior. That, yes, and it perpetuates that level of disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. So many times I have spoken with people throughout my life, about their feelings of um, loneliness, stresses of life, uh, wanting to find true love, wanting to connect, finding meaning for life, all of, the, all of these things, wanting to expand their awareness, etc., etc., right? And recently we did an exercise with one of our students where the student was triggered and her response to life was triggered and angry and all these things. But so the intent behind those words were to hurt or to express anger and hurt. But her actual, what she wants in life is about happiness connection really good nice high frequency life or inspiration no stress you know all these type of things the natural state of our being right but what she was giving out was not a reflection of what she wants but it was indeed a reflection of the intent behind the words anger frustration sadness pain and all that type of stuff Right? Right, right. So we understand that because all of us have done it. Oh, yeah. Right? So we want something, yeah. but we react. What we see isn't that, and we right. react to that that we see. Yeah. Because we can't control it. So we react to it, adding to that energy that we don't want. Burning, adding some fuel to the fire, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so when we come to reality creation, when we... Behave, act, react, and believe, and and be like live in the reality from a core essence of disconnect. So the Earth is disconnect, disconnected to the planet, and is disconnected to the sun, 
they're just gravitationally running around each other, but not really ever through connection. And the Earth is disconnected from us, and we're disconnected from each other and from the Earth. And all these things are just matter, they're not really real or sentient, and they don't have a say in what we're creating or co-creating with others. So all of these ways of behaving is the intent behind our actions and words, which is disconnect, which is an intent that we needed in order to have a light that paradigm. All we were taught is a normal here. But we come from a place and location where none of that is true. That in fact everything is connected and there isn't empty space between it. Right? So it's like when you and I connect, right? Mm -hmm. Like right now we're like connected and we're touching like arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, right? We're connected at a physical level. Another person might say actually you could never possibly touch because when every time you divide a distance in half... Yeah, you're still got you're halfway still to go. halfway to go, so you can never actually connect, right? So that is kind of the way in which we, we look at the universe. We can never actually connect or touch, but all of our senses and our perceptions can feel the other person pushing against us, right? So we're connected, yeah. we're touching. So which one is true? If we look, go, look at the energy of we're close together and we're connected and we're touching each other, it's a very different feeling, <clears throat> expression and experience than if we were to concentrate on actually we can never connect because you Actually, can't. mathematically, we, we didn't it's quite impossible. get there yet. It's no. literally, it, it, literally impossible. impossible. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she sees the birds. Now. Yes, that's a big bird. Yeah, she's protecting her chickens. Yeah. Yes, gonna tell the big dogs to go bark at the other thing. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, from like, um, um, when we start looking at these other world creations or understanding of the universe, it can change us to degrees that we may not be comfortable with. And also, we can interpret things as disconnect when they're not. I mean, I've often talked about... Well, the, yeah. oh, go ahead. It's like, I don't mind being connected and touching you, but I don't want to do that with everybody, you know? Right. right. That's the... That's the choice part. Okay. Right. But I kind of do want to be with everybody if they were... Um, um, I guess being what their source actually is, right? Yeah. Right. And then the nature of connection, of course, is very different. The nature of connection I have with that branch in that tree, yeah, which is prickly, is a very different connection I have with you, right? Yeah. So sitting, you know, like this and leaning against that branch over there, it's going to be prickly and quite painful to my skin. So if you take it from that perspective, like the nature of the connection, we choose that nature of that connection. So at a physical level, even grabbing that tree is going to 
hurt my hand because the the the, the needles of that tree are very prickly, right? So they're going to hurt my hand. That's at physical level, but of the yes. seeing and the sensing and the connection of being um, one, being one and and um, accepting its and uh, sending back and forth the mm-hmm. the sense of our experience of real, right? Yeah, it doesn't work that way, honey. No, oh, it's not a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a touch thing. <laughs> go, I was go, trying go. to go, 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 Right. So yeah. the level of engagement with the thing, it's not prickly at visual level. It's not prickly at emotional level. Exactly. Or experiential telepathy experiential level. Experiential telepathy prickly. level. It's not a prickly thing. Yeah. But other things can be prickly at a experiential exactly. telepathy at level or emotional levels, can levels you know, they can. So this is where we navigate the connection and we choose it. But that doesn't take away from the fact that we are and everything is connected. Okay. And that we can consciously decide the level and nature of those connections. Instead of being told everything's disconnected and you don't have a choice. (laughs) Even yeah, even at a physical level, I understand there's stuff making up the matter, the stuff between the me and the that, mm-hmm. and all the stuff between here and the there are touching each other, just like we're touching. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. this touches to that, touches to that, touches to that, yeah. through to that, to the everywhere that yes. we're all that. Yeah, we're all made of that. Yeah, and the only thing separating us are our well, the words I can understand to use is the vibrational rate of the stuff in between each other Mm -hmm. and if it vibrates at the sympathetic rate then it connects and it goes in and if it's a little bit different then it has a barrier between assimilation yes something like that something like that but it's still same stuff same stuff but it talks differently yes yeah and the separation is what makes this experience possible Yes. So to understand there's another reality which doesn't have that separation, mm-hmm. that the reality that we come from doesn't have... The, um, the reality we actually exist in. The reality we actually exist in doesn't have that separation. We all are fluidly capable of going and being and through and everywhere of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's part of a, the malleability, instantaneous malleability of it. Yeah. It's that it's us. Mm-hmm. We are it. Yeah. Those concepts are kind of like the an ex, um, <laughs> exponential expansion of the, I'm thinking about two weeks ago. Yes. And now to be present and connected to me now is two weeks ago or two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So where does that bring you? brings you to a different place of how you interact with the separateness. Yes. Yeah. And that's the point, right? That's the point. Yes. Got it. The moment that you begin to understand that there isn't a ball of fire in the sky that is actually a perception of something else we're looking at. And all of the planets that you can perceive are not balls in space which is empty, <laughs> right? Between here and there. Um, 
when when you start to understand that and that earth is creation not an agent of creation it is creation and so are you then you can start responding to the physical universe and all your interactions within it from that perspective connecting in a different way different and then level. you become more able capable and, and open oh. oh no run run did you come too close he's afraid the cat's gonna scratch him yeah, even though it's through the glass i thought you, he was garling at peavy no the cat cat and peavy you better go in the hole with the cat all of the connections <laughs> all the connections dog. well it was re- i was thinking about the book we were reading and how looking at the planets and the stars in the sky, how we see them <clears throat> as little pinpricks of light, or if we use a telescope, pinpricks of light with some definition, and how they, the ones that were authoring between, the book, yeah. saw those lights as, as possibilities of complete Earths yeah. in the yeah. verb form. Yes, complete they were all Earths. Earths in the verb yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah. And they were big, not tiny little dots either. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's a concept of reality uh, perception. And there's many mystics of many flavors on the planet working very hard to control the perception of the masses. Because when you control the perception of the masses, you control the masses. And what we're doing here is to make sure that you're not... Oh, you already are not, actually, because you're here. <laughs> you're already not part of the masses that can be hypnotized and whose perception can be controlled. And the the nuggets of wisdom that we're sharing with you are basically ways in which you can uh, strengthen those con- the your control of perception right. and keep a contro- hold of it. Right. Yeah, and control the the narrative that you are experiences, experiencing in life. Meow. What a pretty kitty. Aww. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I can let him through that door. It's all right. I'll let him go. We're almost done. Okay. okay. We're, we're, we're almost done For the first talking hour. to each oh, other. For the first half hour. About <laughs> first the, part. Yeah, half hour, first part. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, us. You're yes. probably not going to. You're just going to be sitting here yes. or listening here yes. or watching here. Yeah. And uh, like that will be yes. expanding Looking. how we look at the conversation we just looked at. Yes. Remember, when you first get exposed to data or information, sometimes, like we were doing earlier, there's like four times through that one sentence <laughs> to understand what it even means, earth is a verb. Yes. Right. So we've glossed over it for half an hour. We've hit a lot of interesting things and topics, and it's interesting to talk about. In the next hour or so, we will be expanding on it in ways that we haven't thought ourselves. exactly. So there'll be the concepts, the thoughts, and the earth as a verb. You'll be able to understand it Mm -hmm. through the empathy of another's questions about it and expansion of, Hey, but I don't get it, but I don't understand. But how Mm -hmm. do we, how does this apply? How does this apply? So in the second half, we're going to another, have another hour's worth of digging into it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and if you don't have that second half, you can, um, go to subscribe store and get it. 
Go to subscribe oh, star. Oh, what about the red, uh, Rockfin? As well. Or you can go on Rockfin and mm-hmm. uh, the video will be there mm-hmm. if you're a member at Rockfin. Yeah. I think they're 14 bucks now. or something like that yeah. at Rockfin. And then you get the content that everybody, everybody. puts out. That's their paid yeah. content. And if you go to uh, subscribe star, I think it's $8 instead. I can't remember what it But is. it's all our yeah. stuff and not yes. everybody else's stuff yeah. too. Yeah. So either one, whatever you prefer. Yeah. And that... Uh, and walk with me now too. Right. Yep. Obviously, with Walk With Me Now, all Get that's a lot included. more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, last week, not even last week, just a couple of days ago, we just did our monthly class at Subscribe Star. Mm-hmm. And that was on reincarnation. It was. Yes. And escaping the cycle of life and death. <laughs> there were there were things that came in on that class that I didn't know. Mm. And I was in the class. <laughs> You were giving the class. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, oh. that's interesting. <laughs> so if you're interested in that kind of topic, kind of classes and things, that subscribe star, I think we have six or eight or maybe nine or ten classes. I don't remember. We have plenty of classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the classes library. are us talking like this, very specific about a specific topic. And yeah. Like the last one was reincarnation. Yeah. And, uh, and the question and answer part. I remember... The last decade or so of learning about an uh, expanded sense of what real mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah. from the one that I was fed and given mm-hmm. to the one that I began to realize actually was more true, mm-hmm. like more true for it. me. There were a lot of paths, <laughs> a lot of strange teachings and strange individuals teaching strange things that I grabbed onto, right? Yes. And I explored. And uh, I found they were they were really good. And then I, I don't know what, probably I took another one of your classes, honey. And it expanded me a little bit more. And then I could see, oh, wait a minute, this is just a partial explanation. I'm mm-hmm. still only getting part of the story. Mm. What's the rest of the story? So our reincarnation class is the rest of, of the, the story, story. <laughs> all the story, all the parts, all the bits that are relevant to you navigating a, a split or a life yeah. in this reality, in this verb of earth. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just that kind of thing, you know where to go. Yes, indeed. Okay. Love you, honey. Love you too.